In this episode, how to prepare your wedding ceremony, part two with Jasperin. Hi there, bridal couples to be. Welcome to How to Get Married in Holland. The ultimate wedding podcast of and about the Netherlands. We, wedding ceremony experts, aka celebrants Daphne and Jasperin, share all ins and outs of getting married in our flat and fabulous country. Enjoy listening. So Jasperin, do tell us from the very beginning when a bridal couple contacts you, how does your process work? Okay, um, so when they contact me, we have to find out whether we are a match. Um, that's the most important thing, the match, that you have the right feeling. And um, normally I do it with a video call um, or when a couple wants to, they are always welcome at my house and we sit down and talk um, about their ideas for the wedding, first of all, if they have any ideas. And um, I explain to them always, first and foremost, it's your wedding. So choose whatever makes you happy. Don't let anyone interfere with your ideas. Uh, I can give you my ideas and uh, tell you things from experience. But in the end, it is all about you. So that is one part. Um, I already get to know them a little bit, you know, maybe ask them how they met and just have a nice talk. But I also tell some things about myself, mm -hmm. um, about who I am, um, about my job, of course, which is the best job in the world. Um, and doing that, I think both parties get to know each other fairly well. And by the end of the talk, um, they already have an idea. Okay, Jasperin, we think you are a, a great person and um, please can you provide us with a quotation? Mm -hmm. I sent them a quotation, a price quotation, which is an exclusive option for two weeks. And with that comes the, um, or come the, um, the privacy protocol and the terms and general terms and conditions. Yeah. So a couple knows exactly how, what, when, uh, etc. Um, within the two weeks and many times the day after or even during the same conversation, uh, they, they tell me, okay, Osprin, this is it. Um, the match is there. Please, uh, would you like to be our wedding efficient? Yeah. Um, and then we, we, um, we, yeah, we, we start an, an engagement process with one another and that engagement process starts with a very um, thing that I don't like doing, but I have to because, of course, it's my work as well. I sent them a first uh, invoice for the down payment to the wedding and yeah. that is to secure that date. And that's after their RK on their quotation, yeah. right? They send the quotation back to me. They sign it. Both parties, mm -hmm. both partners will have to sign it. And then after that, I will send them the invoice for the down payment. Yeah. And, and the quotation, is it based on their wedding wishes or what are the elements within that quotation? No, I just have a fixed price mm -hmm. for 
uh, any wedding mm -hmm. and um, there are slight differences and that mainly has to do with the languages that I will speak within the wedding ceremony. Also, whether it's for me a more complicated we uh, uh, language or not, but also suppose I have a couple that speaks English with one another, but that would like a wedding ceremony to be conducted in, let's say, German and uh, Spanish. Oh, right. You know, that happens, or, or Dutch and Spanish, and they speak English to one another. It just depends on um, the languages they want to be spoken during the wedding ceremony. A very important item, of course, to make yeah. everyone feel truly included within the ceremony. Indeed. So that's and the travel expenses, I can imagine. The travel expenses as well are added to, to the, to the uh, quotation. So it's really two parts. Um, the ceremony languages and the travel expenses yeah yeah, yeah two so so the deposit locks in their wedding date yes Is that correct that's correct and i only take on in the basis i only take on one wedding per day we already always start talking quite a long time ahead let's say one year when they contact me and um Sometimes they have an idea of when more or less the wedding ceremony should be, mm -hmm. but sometimes they don't quite yet. And um, if they have me as a wedding officiant or ceremonial speaker, then they don't have to worry about time because that day is for them. It's a cross in my agenda and whether they want to change the, the, the time from three o'clock in the afternoon to seven because they want to see the sunset uh, or to 11 in the morning, which I actually had earlier this year. Oh, yeah. The whole COVID situation. Yes. It, we started, I think, at 1.30, um, like a year before. And then um, when everything was closing down, they said, okay, we want to do it at 11 o'clock. And then in the end, I think it was uh, 12 o'clock or 12.30 even, 12.30. Um, but, you know, because I don't take on any other weddings on that day. You have the flexibility. I'm flexible, you yeah. know, and it, it, it's peace of mind for me. It's peace of mind for a couple. Yeah. So. And how do you make sure to get that information for you to write a beautiful speech with mm. um by gathering well by by staying in contact with a couple so i stay in contact in different ways mm -hmm. uh, first of all i um, have a, a whatsapp group between the three of us so at any time there's always you know if there is communication everyone will know within the the little group uh, secondly because we normally enter into contact about a year beforehand. And because the big talk, the big meetup takes place quite a long time after, I try to stay in touch with a couple by sending them a question every now and then, some homework. Like, for example, the first question I, I, I ask many times is, um, what do you remember of your first date? So it gives them the um, opportunity to, to go back in time to think about, oh, yeah, how was that? How did I experience it? But it also gives me uh, an opportunity to, to stay in touch with them, to already get to know them prior to the, um, the meetup, the big meetup that yep. we have. 
Yeah. And so it's like a trip down memory lane. Yes, exactly. And then, of course, um, I, I plan a meeting with them. Uh, normally, they come to my home. If that is not possible, then we try to find another arrangement. If they live abroad, of course, that would be a video call. But if I happen to be in the area... Uh, at a certain time and I know that well ahead then I would contact the couple and I go to their home because the nice thing of course of visiting a couple at their home is that you see their surroundings yes you see the you know the the type of house they live in the style the you, it's it's more a feeling but many times many times people do visit me at at my home and then I just prepare a, a lunch or some bites. Um, I love, you know, cooking. So I, I like, I take pride in, 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 in giving them something really like the, the quality that I, I bring within the ceremony. I want to bring also within the, the meetup. And, and that means like, you know, good food and ice drink. Um, always checking out whether they have any allergies uh, that I have to take, you know, take into account. Very attentive. But, Yeah, I try to to make it as personal as I can. And always, yeah. if they come to my house, I treat them to Zilsebolus, which is uh, the typical Aha. treat of the region here. The and local specialty. Yes, and even um, when I have um, mixed couples or, or fully Dutch couples from another region, they haven't tried that yet. So it's, it's always a, a, a nice treat. That's yes. the first treat already. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. that big talk, of course, that's mm -hmm. the third um, way of staying in touch and getting my information is is taking two three hours I, I always actually say take three hours when you come yeah. to my house make sure that you're not in a rush because this is going to last for three hours it does take time doesn't it it does take time yeah and because it's such a lengthy talk uh, prior to their coming to my house um, I will send them a questionnaire, just as you do. And that questionnaire gives me an insight in the logistics of the wedding, yeah. uh, who's going to be there, the timing, the elements of the wedding ceremony. The whole framing. So, yes, yeah. the structure of the wedding. So that's the easy bit, I always say. And then there is the personal bit, which, di which are questions about their lives, how they met, um, what is important to them in their lives, the things they like doing, the things they laugh about, the things they've cried about together. Um, you know, everything that is important to them within their lives, the, the, the main pillars of their lives. Yeah. And And do you also ask questions to relatives or, or witnesses or mm -hmm. family members? Mm -hmm. That depends. It depends on what the couple wants, mm -hmm. if they feel comfortable with that. Uh, it's, it's always a thing that I discuss with them with, uh, the during the introductory meeting mm -hmm. uh, because I, I explain how the way, the way I work, and that is a very important part of it. Personally, I find it a very valuable addition of information that I can you know, gather because it gives the different point of view from people that are close to a couple. And it, they're always very valuable and warm words that make me very happy and that in the end makes a couple very happy. But I only do that if the couple 
couple feels um, comfortable with that. Yeah. Sometimes, very much sometimes, a couple says, no, you know, th- th- that's just not us. And Yeah, we like to again, keep it to our information. Exactly. Yeah. And that's um, so important because a wedding is not about me or what other people expect. No, a wedding is just about what a couple wants it to be, nothing more and nothing less. Yeah. So uh, the question would be, yes, but only if a couple wants me to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really them. Yeah. So after yeah. that, that that rather festive gathering with great conversation, great yeah. food, what yeah. happens next? What happens next? Um, after that, I will send them my second invoice, uh, take care of the administration. So <clears throat> that all the boring stuff is dealt with before the wedding ceremony. Check. Check, yeah. exactly. Um, and then I will start writing. I will start um yeah, writing the speech, I gather that when I have all the information, of course, of all parties involved, I will start writing the speech. And um, I try to write it in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't always work. Um, I, I get the framework ready. So the main things are in there. But sometimes I let it rest for a little bit. And then a week after, I will get back to the ceremony, the speech that I've written, check it again. And then I see things that I didn't see before. And I like to fine tune. I, I, I tend to fine tune maybe mm, twice. So I write it, then I check it, and then I check it again. Um, because I, you know, sometimes you, when you, when you think about things a long time and you write down things, in the end, you don't see the exact words anymore that you've written. Yeah. yeah. So I like to get back to the speech uh, to, to, to final check it. And I always say to a couple, if anything changes, always be in touch with me. Yeah. Uh, and if anything that I've written down, if I'm not sure about it, I will get in touch with the couple as well because I want it to be perfect. Yeah, and just right, yeah. yeah. And, and of course you do... Uh, conduct ceremonies in in, in different languages mm-hmm. yeah if if uh, if requested yeah uh, do you write immediately in that language or do you translate it or how, how does that work um, most of the times I will write it in a language mm-hmm. in one language whether that is Dutch or English or Spanish um, and then afterwards I I will I will check you know, where do I need to fit in the the parts in the other language? Yeah. Um, making sure that I don't become repetitive. So if I write down a, a bit in Dutch and then afterwards a bit in Spanish, for example, I'm not going to repeat exactly what I said in Dutch um, because sometimes or actually many times, one of the partners masters both languages. And then it and would the guests become, do too. <clears throat> yeah. And then it would become very tedious and boring. And I want to avoid that it becomes boring. And some parts would be important in one language. Some parts would be important in another language. And there's no need to, to repeat it because it, it, it only make, makes it, you know, slow. And that's one thing that I want to avoid. It needs to be you know, festive and, and, and has, it has to have a certain speed within the ceremony, 
uh, not making it tedious um, that people start yawning, think, okay, you know, we just heard that in Dutch and now we hear it in English. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. So completely want to avoid that. Um, And, and yeah, that's actually how I I put it in the, the different languages. And yeah, Certain languages, not English and not Spanish, but if I do uh, speeches in French or, or uh, Portuguese, German or Italian, I have a native speaker check it. Oh, great. Because yeah. I want to make sure that whatever I say, that it is correct. Um, and even if it is Portuguese or Spanish, for example, if it would be Argentinian Spanish, I will have an Argentinian native speaker check it. That difference I do. Spanish, normally I don't, but if I have South American Spanish, because there are it's slight all in the detail. Yes, it's very important. Some words that you use in Spanish, 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 you just cannot use in South American Spanish, like, for example, Argentinian Spanish or Colombian or Mexican Spanish, because they all have their little differences. Like it would be like Flemish and Dutch. Some mm. things you just don't say in Flemish and you do say them in Dutch. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for Portuguese, whether it's Brazilian Portuguese or Portuguese Portuguese. Yeah. Um, so if- you're very attentive to the details and yeah. you already yeah. mentioned it yeah. being non-boring, uh, but festive. Yeah. Are there other words to describe your, your speech or your, your wedding style? Cheerful, lighthearted, mm-hmm. warm. And connecting, I like to connect and I connect with my words, but I also connect with interaction. So I do want to involve, truly involve people within my ceremony. Um, and, and that's, for me, that's the recipe to a good ceremony. Yeah. 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 And so, of course, the, the ceremony is on the wedding day. Yeah. So what happens on the wedding day itself? How do you prepare for that? Okay, and I just want to go back one step because mm-hmm. um, a week before the wedding, yeah, I always contact the people together, a couple again, right, just to make sure that everything is still as we discussed it. That you know the bride is going to be given away by her dad. That there's live music three times. That the cousin is going to bring the rings. Just check, check, and I've had it. Truly, I've had it happen. It was last year that a couple decided to bring the wedding um, backwards half an hour, to move it backwards half an hour, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But suppose they would have brought it forward by an hour and would not have communicated it to me, um, you know, then we have an issue. So it's just checking, uh, making sure that what I understand is still the case. Um, And then the wedding day. Okay. I want to be on time, well in time before the wedding. Mm -hmm. So that is at least one hour before the wedding ceremony because I like to take it easy. I don't want to be surprised uh, by things on the way to the wedding location. Um, I don't want to be stressed out. I just want quality. I just want to be there 100%. So one hour before... Um, because then I will have also time to, for example, talk to the wedding, to the groom. Um, I don't talk to the bride so much before the, the wedding ceremony. Normally I do see her the first time uh, during the ceremony, but I do talk to the groom. I do try and talk to uh, any guests, important guests that arrive, like parents, uh, sisters, witnesses, 
because I've heard the names, you know, when we talked. Yeah. And it's just so nice to be able to connect the faces to the stories. And for them, it's all also like, okay, so you're the wedding re re registrar. Um, so it's, it's, it's always, it's like a, a little icebreaker to make them feel uh, comfortable as well during, during the ceremony. Yeah, and right. Nice to talk to the groom and, and see what um, state of mind he is in. Normally they're quite relaxed, I, I, I would say. A bit ten well, a, a bit tense maybe, but but relaxed in a different way than than the bride, I think. Um, so then there's the wedding ceremony, and um, and and then then it starts, of course. And and, yeah. and do you announce the the start of the ceremony, or do you work closely together with a wedding planner or yeah. a master of ceremony? Uh, it depends. Um, I always talk everything through. So uh, are there any things that you want, if there's a wedding planner or a master of ceremony, uh, whether I will announce, please uh, switch off your phones or please stand up for the, the couple and, you know, give them an applause. Um, and also at the end of the ceremony, I, I tend to do um, give instructions, so to speak, uh, that the couple will leave the, the the hall first and please follow them for a toast. I, I, I do take on that role, but only when the master of ceremony or the wedding planner tells me to do that. Yeah. Yes. So the pen, it's all, you know, it's teamwork. It's, it's always teamwork. Yeah. So there it is that, that, that festive connecting wedding ceremony in Jasperin style. Yeah. And, and what happens after the ceremony? Um, so normally, as I said before, I will announce that the couple will, will leave and the guests will follow. And most of the times there's something like cutting the cake or a toast. Um, I will quietly follow the couple mm -hmm. and, and, you know, stay within the, the room where they are. Uh, many times they do ask me to, to to stay on for longer, but I always say no. You know, I I I did my thing. Now it's time for you to enjoy the party that is going to start with your guests. Yeah, and I will be there quietly uh, when they cut the cake and raise the glass, and then I will say goodbye to them and um, go home and you know fly home all happy reliving the moment in um, the rush oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's always such a nice moment if if you if you have seen and lived that you did you know you 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 had a the perfect wedding ceremony yeah. i mean that you see from the guests reactions the bridal couple's reactions so um i sort of fly home yeah and 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 do you provide the the texts later on to the couple Yes, yes, I do. Um, I I do that afterwards. I don't provide it to them after the wedding. I print it out. Mm -hmm. um, I've always asked them when, when they're going to be back from their honeymoon, if they are going on a honeymoon, and then shortly before that I will make sure that there will be a nice envelope waiting them for them. It's like a nice package, nicely wrapped, nicely printed, a little ribbon and, a, you know, like a little... A uh, present. Yeah, it's like a present. It's, it's like a happy moment for them to unwrap it and then to read it uh, and relive the moment. And that, um, that finishes 
my 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 trajectory with with a bridal couple it's it, a couple. It, yeah it starts with a talk and it hap- it it finishes with reliving that moment when they open up that package and when they actually see the the bridal speech yeah, yeah. well that makes for memories for a lifetime oh yes yeah it does it so does. thank you so much Jasperine for explaining your process to us. Yes. And and do stay tuned for the next episode because then Jasperine and I will explain the preparations uh, with uh, the officiant from the municipality. We do. So okay. speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to How to Get Married in Holland. We look forward to share more about organizing your wedding day in the Netherlands in the next episode. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss anything. Any questions in the meantime? Please ask Wedding Salomons Daphne or Jasperin. You can find us, plus the show notes, on Instagram. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review. It gives us a higher ranking, so more fun international couples with Dutch wedding plans will be able to find us. Until Until next time. time!